Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here. Today is a little bit of a different type of episode, and I've had a lot of people asking me for this episode for a very long time, and it isn't that I've been avoiding it, it's just never, I guess, been the right time, and I think, what a better time than now. I am about to, well, this afternoon, record a rewilding. It's going to be a live rewilding within my membership, my monthly membership, which is closed for enrollment right now, but it will be opening again in the new year, so you will not want to miss out when the doors reopen. And I was really sinking deep into all of the feedback I've received in regards to rewilding and I guess what I would call my own unique synthesis if you follow human design which I imagine you do if you're here human design is a synthesis of many modalities that come together to create human design and every single time (laughs) I try to boil what I do down to make more sense or to be very honed in specific, so say strictly human design, when I see people struggling or I see people struggling in the online space even, or have people in my DMs in regards to, I learned my human design, but nothing's really changed, or I read my gene keys and yeah, it resonates, and what the hell do I do with this? Right? What do I do with this knowledge? And so every time, I sink into just one modality. It's like, but this is not the whole picture. We are not one dimensional beings. We are not just the energy field of the mind. We are not just the energy field of the body. We're not just the energy field of our emotions. We are not just the energy field of our humanness. We have many energy fields within the body. And when we try to simply work with one, so say the mind, we're missing the body, the soul, we're missing the emotional, energetic fields. We're missing bringing it like truly, truly into the depths of ourselves and unlocking our unique gifts. When we work with only in the the emotions, we're not addressing the thoughts that are actually causing the emotions because it is thoughts that are creating the emotions. The problem is our thoughts are very often so much on autopilot that we don't even realize that there was a thought that triggered our emotion and then that emotion, that emotion triggers more thoughts and those thoughts trigger more emotions. When we address just the energy healing, and I've had a lot of people come into my world that have been just addressing energy healing, we're not addressing the mind, which is holding thoughts, which are causing the buildup of energy, right? For example, if you have thoughts and beliefs and identities around certain emotions being bad. Well, you can release those emotions, but you're going to continue to suppress the new emotions that come in. And it's just going to, again, be this lifelong cycle of, well, I need to release guilt. I need to release shame. I need to heal my inner child going over and over and over again, like a hamster wheel, because you're not actually addressing the mind and the thoughts, the identities, the beliefs, the values that have become so ingrained in who you think you be that it's just continuing to repress the emotions that you have been releasing. And then when we look at simply human design or even gene keys from strictly a knowledge perspective, again, very often it becomes 
fodder for the not self mind. The not self mind is confirmed in its version of reality. It's confirmed in what it holds on to. It's confirmed on what it thinks about. It's confirming the current reality. And until we actually bring it into the body and truly unleash the innate gifts that you have, it really is just information on a piece of paper. And I think it's such a disservice to such powerful tools to have them just be reduced to words on a piece of paper. Because once you bring the information of human design and gene keys into your body, it's actually living, breathing wisdom, pulsating wisdom within you. But it isn't the knowledge that brings that alive. It isn't the knowledge that resuscitates that. It's you really going there. You being willing to go into the depths of your shadows. You being willing to do the holistic work, the mind, body, and soul work. And it's never going to be found in just the mindset. It's never going to be found in just the body. It's never going to be found in just the emotions. And I think a lot of people, when they find human design and gene keys, they have gone through so many different modalities. They've likely taken a lot of, maybe you can relate to this, a lot of courses, been with a lot of mentors and teachers, and nothing seems to create lasting change. And they go into human design and gene keys with this idea that it's just going to be this copy-paste formula. And it's not your fault, if you can relate to that. It's not your fault because that is how it is marketed in the online space. It is marketed in the online space as learn how to align to being a projector and you'll make six figures. Learn how to respond with your sacral and you'll be awakened. And it was very interesting because Ra Uruhu talked about this frequently where he said, just following your strategy and authority doesn't mean you're any more awakened. And I want you to feel, like, literally feel into that for a moment. Breathe deeply into your belly. Just because you're following your strategy and authority does not mean that you are awakened. It means you can make aligned decisions, but does not mean you are awakened. And what I am really here for is helping you become unfiltered, unapologetic, unleashed in your allness this opening, awakening, and stepping stepping into everything you were ever meant to be. Where that more you feel in your gut that you're being called into isn't just a pull, but it becomes your reality in every aspect of the word, in prosperity, in love, in fulfillment, in wealth, in wisdom, in how you live your life, how you breathe, how you move, that more is just who you are, who you be. So what I've realized in the last few days is I open the door with human design gene keys. I shift the mindset with positive psychology and then I shatter the illusions with rewilding and breath work. And what really made me realize the power of it, of my synthesis is that it is a synthesis and it always will be. And it's the synthesis that is actually Brianna Eve. I don't have a fancy name for it, like human designer gene keys. Maybe one day I will. But that is the synthesis for me. So whereas human design pulls different aspects for its own synthesis and gene keys is its own grand synthesis, it actually is developed on the shoulders of human design. It is a synthesis of human design, ancient wisdom, the Chinese I Ching, astrology, and Richard Rudd's own channeling. And what I've realized is that when I talk about my work and when I bring my work forward, it is a grand synthesis as well. It's a grand synthesis of the work that I've gone through, the work that I've done, that I've embodied and I've experienced. And through my synthesis, I bring you to a more alive and aligned way of living and breathing. And it really is not just the knowledge, not just the mindset, but also the experiential programs that awaken you to your deepest truth. So today's episode is more about my story and how I got to this, how I got here. And oh, I will probably fumble on my words, to be honest, and maybe we'll go back and forth a bit in history. And we're not going to go all the way back. If we were to go all the way back to the beginning... I mean, I always knew I was different from the time I was little, and maybe you can relate to that. I was always magnetized and mystified by the stars, 
I remember from as far back as I can remember around when I was five, maybe four, looking at the stars and saying to my dad, can you believe we are on a rock in the middle of space? And those are balls of fire in the sky. And my dad <laughs> had to bring me to every single planetarium within driving distance of Michigan and Ontario. We would drive almost all day to every planetarium because I was just obsessed with the stars. I couldn't get enough of them. And my first tattoo when I was old enough is stars. That's the one that is on my left wrist. I've just always been drawn to that. And yet at the same time, I was raised in a world of, you know, girls can do anything boys can do. Really pushed into... The sciences, which I, I do love the sciences, and really that magic and mysticism, the mysteries that just seem to be innate to me, were pushed down and re repressed. And I'll admit, even when I found my first shaman and stumbled on my first shaman, even when I found human design, I did not really understand awakening, consciousness, any of that esoteric principles I just knew I was obsessed with the stars I had taken astronomy and university I was just obsessed with the stars I was obsessed with Greek Greek and Roman history I studied Greek and Roman history in university as well as part of my undergraduate but I really didn't understand awakening this wasn't a part of my growth growing up and I certainly did not believe or even know about or have any kind of conscious awareness of ancient wisdom practices, sacred technologies, channeling, anything like that. In fact, what you may find hard to believe is that when I was a counselor, we were forced, yes forced, to watch the movie The Secret. And I was horrified. <laughs> I was horrified. I had just come back from Australia and was working in Guelph, Ontario as a counselor in the mental health field. And I wanted to go back to Australia so bad. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I could barely pay my groceries to visit my family. My grandma would have to give me gas money. I didn't have any money left over at the end of the month or barely even to pay bills. So when I watched this movie about you can create your reality, I thought it was a bunch of bullshit. I was just going to be quite honest because I had no awareness to the esoteric principles or ancient wisdom practices. And I will say here, while I know and trust and believe we are all incredibly powerful creators, I do, and this will be a different episode, it's not for today, I do believe there are holes in the pop culture way of looking at manifestation and the law of attraction, but again, that's not for today. I honestly believe that our destiny is so much more powerful, so much more important and potent and mystical than anything our mind could create. And I think, you know, now I'm going off on this little tangent, but I think that the law of attraction really limits what were possible of the the traditional way of looking at the law of attraction of make your vision board and I think it very much limits what we have access to and I have a really unique way of goal setting and planning businesses with my clients based on how I view and feel about manifestation and the quantum and esoteric principles and ancient wisdom and what is my truth so I don't believe in just not having any kind of systems not having any kind of goals and at the same time I think our ego always plays small if you will <laughs> so anyway that's a little bit of a tangent there but that day I was horrified I was pissed I thought I have my little neon that any day I know is going to fall apart. It was over 200,000 kilometers. It was just from the grace of God that the poor neon kept going every day. Guardian angels. It was just going on pixie dust and dreams. I swear that neon. And I thought, how dare you tell me that I can create my reality? And so that was my first experience with any kind of like consciousness or awakening any ancient principles. And I just thought this is a bunch of shit. So I had no idea that one, what was to come. And that's what I mean when you say, when I say, and when I bring to my clients and my students that 
life when you surrender is more beautiful than anything you could ever imagine, it's because I've experienced that. I've experienced that. I could never imagine the life I live right now. So at that point in time, I had no idea that there was knowledge. I had no idea that there was practices. I had no idea that there was ancient wisdom within my own cells, let alone within the world that could take me beyond the life I saw, that took me beyond the absorbed conditioning, that took me beyond the limitations of the not-self mind and the limitations of my ancestral patterning and restrictions of my everyday thinking that were literally based on deep cellular conditioning through my open centers, through my open gates, and through my open channels within human design. I had no idea. It was nothing within my awareness at that time. And admittedly at that time, I thought who I was and who I thought I was, that's how I should word it, who I thought I was, was who I was. <laughs> and that was just that. And there was nothing you could change about it, even though I had a degree in psychology. So again, this is what I mean why, why I am such a proponent of holistic mind, body, soul teachings and embodiment rituals and practices and experiential programs because the mind itself isn't going to get you where you want to go. It's definitely a piece of it, but it's not the whole picture. So in my journey, I started in self-development I finally hit rock bottom. We're not going to go into every piece of my history. We'll be here forever. So I had started to go into self-development. I knew I wasn't happy. I had left a position in equine-assisted therapy. It was a mental health program working with NLP. And vet. I was also a vet tech <laughs> for sport horses and Olympic sport horses, believe it or not. I left all of that to work in corporate so that I could make an extra $600 a month which was the payment on the payment plan for my horse, Loki. So I actually signed the contract for him before I even had a job. I think that was my first jump into the quantum of knowing and trusting, like this is what's happening. I am getting this horse, come hell or high water, it's happening. I know in my heart and soul, it's now or never. And so I signed the contract and a couple days later, got the interview for a corporate position at a big insurance company in Canada. And I hated it. <laughs> I mean, I did really, really well there. I moved up the ranks very fast. I had great performance. Everyone wanted to nurture me into their department. And at the same time, I fucking hated it. And it was an arterial bleed of the soul. I knew in my bones and my cells, I was made for so much more. I knew in my bones and cells that my life was not going to be boiled down to that, to going to work, to barely pay bills, to die, to be grateful for two days off a week, to be grateful to retire at 55 or 60 with, you know, again, just enough to get by and the handouts from the government. I knew I was made for so much more love and abundance and flow and prosperity and fulfillment. I knew I was made for so much more impact in this world. I knew there was truth in my heart and words on my tongue that needed to be spoken. And so I started picking up self-development books. And my first book, I think it was You Are a Badass by Jensen Carroll. I relate so much to her personality. So that was the first book that I picked up. And even at that time, I had no idea. I didn't know there were any kind of practices that would bring me into this like deeper, more authentic realm of myself that would literally change everything I believed to be true about myself, about the world, about myself, about everything. I had no idea what was to come and the soul gifts that were very much beyond my comprehension at that time. And I had no idea I was going to be brought into this deep, unshakable sense of knowing about who I am and this deep sense of self-trust to allow the expansion into the void, allow the expansion into the unknown and just trust to follow my inner authority. I had no idea what was to come. So I started self-development starting with, like I said, you're a badass. I also found this little thing called human design. I was Googling. I was just Googling one day. I was Googling quantum physics with self-development. I thought, you know, I need to know more about this. 
and I need to know more about it than just the law of attraction, the secret version of it. So I was Googling and studying quantum physics. And one day through Googling quantum physics, human design was one of the options to click on in the search that came up. And I didn't know why, I didn't know how, I didn't know any of that, but I clicked on it. All I knew was I was fucking miserable in the life I was leading. And from the outside, it looked perfect. I had two horses and a baby horse on the way. I have an amazing husband, a house, a custom house we had built, a cottage, a boat, two cars. From the outside, it looked like the perfect life, and yet I was fucking miserable. I had to drag myself into work every day, and if you're from my community and in my programs, you know that the only thing that got me up and got me into work every day at that time was the deep question on my mind and heart that if I didn't and I couldn't pay my bills, what would happen to my horses? And especially for Monty, who has severe osteoarthritis in his spine, the world is not kind to horses that are quote unquote unusable. And the world is even more unkind to horses that are young and unusable because horses are not, <laughs> not a cheap hobby. And therefore, they're often discarded when they're seen as unusable. And in Ontario, they very often end up at what's called Olex. It's a livestock option and many horses end up going for slaughter. So in my heart and soul, I knew I could not allow that to happen. So I would drag myself to work every single day so that I could make those payments. And behind the scenes, I learned human design. And behind the scenes, I dove into self-development. I think I went from Jensen Caro to Rachel Hollis to, you know, all the traditional books that maybe you go to when you go to Amazon and you type in self-development books. <laughs> that, that was literally me. I am, you know, if nothing else, I'm stubborn, a go-getter and driven, and I'm not going to wait around for anyone else. I just go and make it happen. I figure it out. So I'm pretty sure all I did was go to Amazon and type in self-development books or go to Google and type in top self-development books. And that's literally where I started. And that quickly evolved. I don't even know how, but around that time, I also met a shaman. And I'm going to be quite honest. It was another one of those things where I was like, okay, Ashley, all right, here we go. Right? It was that deep sense of self-trust at the time where I didn't even really fully understand my sacral because I was just starting to dive into human design. And at the same time, it was this deep uh-huh from the depths of my soul. It was like my soul shaking me awake. Something so much bigger and more expansive than me being like, she cannot miss this. Yes, she needs to notice this. So I started working with a shaman at that time. And I have to say I was probably the most reluctant mystic, if you will, reluctant mad scientist, reluctant devotee to the spiritual path. Even in my human design, my human design chart is very much leaning to the logic. There's not a lot on the sensing, which also wherever your design is white, whether it's gates, channels, or gates, sorry, centers, channels, or gates, that's where you are wise. So really, I am here to be very wise on the spiritual path, to be really wise about sensing, to be very wise about emotions, to be very wise about spirit. And it's interesting because when I did learn about Gene Keys on my journey, which it was another very reluctant thing I entered into, I did not want to start with Gene Keys when I did. From the mental plane, from the sacral, I did. It was this the theme within my gene keys is the balance of the logic and the intuition, this walking between the two. And it's such a beautiful description. I guess I don't even think that's the right descriptive word, but description of my life, description of my path, because there is this like my, my strengths, my definition is very logical and my heart is very sensing it's very intuition it's very esoteric and it's wise on all those principles and as a little bit of an aside what you may not realize and may not know is raw had at one point i mean human design is very spiritual i think a lot of people get into it thinking it's you know just copy paste but it's an esoteric wisdom it's a living wisdom as is gene keys 
And he said at one point that as part of the transmission he received, anywhere that's white, you have already lived lives that experienced that expression. Okay, so you've already lived lives. So if you have a center that's completely open, for example, you've already lived so many lives that you've experienced the definition of all those gates. Therefore, that center is open. So I have an open emotional center. My mind has only one hanging gate in it. So there's a lot of wisdom within my mind, a lot of wisdom within my emotional center, a lot of wisdom within the sensing circuits of my body graph. So it is balancing that ancient wisdom within my bones with the logical path that I'm more meant to take in this life. And it, I don't mean meant to take and stay on in this life. It's like the fusion of the two. The fusion of kind of the mystic of all the past lives, that ancient wisdom, the feminine mysteries within my bones, what I've already experienced, what I already know to be true, what has already been living within me all this time. And now bringing in the science side, the modern science, the logical, the positive psychology side. So behind the scenes, not one soul knew I was studying human design. Not one soul knew I was working with a shaman. This was a very personal journey for me. And I feel very strongly about that. And if I had to do it all over again, I would do it that way. Exactly the same once again. Because I think I needed that. I, I needed to go within I needed to spend that time with myself and rediscovering who I was before even talking about it with those closest to me. And while that might not be everyone's path, I do believe, and Ross said there's, before his passing, he said there's such a fake embodiment in the world today. And I think that's what is really holding people back from the life wilder than their dreams. What is really holding people back from that which they see in their heart is this rush to get somewhere. This, And especially in this online space, this what do I get from it? So this rush to take something so that you can then teach it. And it's leading this fake embodiment. So I spent a lot of time going within first, focusing on my embodiment, my growth, my awakening before I even spoke about it, even to my business coach. I had a business coach at the time and everyone almost fell off their chairs because a couple of days before I finally started talking about it, I was talking only about fitness. So everyone almost fell off their chairs when I finally opened up about what I had been experiencing and going through. So around the same time, enter another shaman. And it's always funny, the divine has such an incredible way of working and an incredible way of bringing us things, of course, that are meant for us when we finally stop trying to control the narrative, when we stop trying to control nature, when we stop trying to control the quantum. So this new shaman came to me, found me, I found them, and started facilitating some of the most powerful series of awakenings for me. And they had not called it rewilding at the time. It was something that I had discovered later. I had never at that time known anything about the divine feminine, divine masculine, about the faces of the feminine. Although I actually started taking university level courses in it after learning about the faces of the feminine, psychology courses in it. But I had never known anything like that. So they started facilitating these powerful awakenings for me. And it really goes to show how no matter where we are in our journey, there's always these deeper levels to it, right? And that's why it hurts my heart and soul when I see people rushing to this endpoint or rushing to this awakening or 5D reality or 10D reality or anything. It's it's not about going out there. It's about grounding deeper in the human experience. And it just goes to show how naive we always are. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but how naive we always are at each stage of our journey when we stay curious and stay playful and stay open to the wonderment of the unknown and really see the mystical and the mundane because it wasn't too long into this journey with this shaman where... I had the most incredible awakening experience, but not in the way you might think I'm going to say. You know, I'm, I think a lot of people, when you say that, and especially in the online space, it's like, oh, I was just sitting there in my bubble bath with crystals around and candles and incense lit. 
and my angels and guides just downloaded the keys to the kingdom and all the wisdom of the universe into me. No, it wasn't like that at all, and it never is. It never is. Okay, maybe never is being a little extreme, but it very rarely is how people want you to believe it is. And that's usually a piece where my intuition goes a little haywire when it's made to be seen as this movie version of awakening. Uh, and maybe sometimes it is. Most times it's messy. Most times it's dirty. Most times it's it's raw, like very raw. So this one experience, it was as if lightning bolts had just gone through my body, starting with my root chakra. And I threw up. <laughs> it wasn't, there was no, I don't use herbal medicines or anything like that. Nothing like that. I just use my own experience. I use. I will use music. I'm drumming, but I don't use any kind of medicine, herbal shit. I don't. You can do you if that's your thing. It's not my thing. Never will be my thing. Um, and I don't think, my personal opinion is I don't think we need it. I think most people are used to this, again, surface level embodiment that they don't even realize you can go there on your own. So... I had this, it was like this lightning bolt go right up through my root, through my central channel. I started throwing up. I, my, that skeptical piece of me, that skeptical has to always be logic. There, you know, you must have been crazy when you were little. There's no invisible realms. Was scrambled, for lack of a better word. And it also, in that moment, sent my curiosity into overdrive. It was like it scrambled so much of that logical side that finally my curiosity, finally that feminine flow, finally that like powerful intuitive knowing within could finally be unleashed. And I think sometimes that's, and it, it can take time. It had been over a year up into my journey at this point and I had never even shared, I don't think publicly that part of the story. And so it had been a journey. I don't believe anyone is just going to walk into anything and be unveiled the master. It's just, it's not, there are a couple people that, you know, have a really incredible experience like Ra Uruhu gets the download from The Voice. And he still went on a deep path of actually embodiment of it. So, you know, I think when we finally release the ego and this ego-driven spirituality and this ego-driven awakening chase we can really surrender to the fact that the awakenings are going to continue it's going to continue unfolding who you be today is not who you are going to be tomorrow when you're on this path and funny enough most of my clients when they work with me and they really do this deep work they're like oh my god my entire life was a lie <laughs> my entire life was a lie because it really awakens you to something so deep within and once they have that realization, you know, the Instagram bios change daily and the website changes daily and their mission changes daily, not from a place of scatterbrain, right? There's a very different frequency to scatterbrained versus very rapid evolution. There's a very, and you can probably feel that even in the way I bring it forward and the words and how they resonate with your bones, a very different energy, a very different energy to scatterbrain, a very different energy to very rapid evolution. So at that time, I started going into this overdrive. I started really, there was this, this deep awakening. And I'll be honest and transparent because it's part of being human. There's been moments where I lean back into the logical. I don't think it's necessarily from the not self, but get pulled back into the logical a little bit more. And I have to remind myself to, to step further into the unknown, to step further into the void, because that is part of the human experience. And especially based on my chart, my defined strengths are very logical and practical. So there is this constant reminder for myself. But to really understand what was happening to me at this time, I, well, one, <laughs> walked out of corporate, I had said and kept saying to myself, it'll be a year from now, a year from now, a year from now, a year from now. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but a year, it was always a year from now. It was always a year from now. No matter how many years it was, it was always a year from now. And, and I kept lying to myself that it would be in a year. 
but that was just a lie. It was just an excuse to keep putting off the inevitable, to keep putting off what I knew to be true. So when I walked out of corporate, I had $200. The insurance company I worked for refused to give me my bonus. Right before I left, I had switched departments, and they had claimed that that meant I forfeited a, I think it was supposed to be $2,500 bonus. They did not pay out things they were meant to pay out because they had said that I forfeited by moving departments, which I could have fought, but didn't feel that was a good energy to bring into a new life. And I had $200, $200 with a house, a cottage, two cars, which had payments on them, Monty Oreo, which are my two horses and baby Loki, a dog that had a bill Jersey has since passed, but her bills were over a thousand dollars a month her vet bills are much higher now with julia um so the expenses were high and i had two hundred dollars with literally no clients no program ideas no website no idea how to even run a business i had a business coach but you know i was as you may be able to relate to at the time using the excuse of overwhelmed and not knowing knowing where to start and it was because i didn't know me the reality is if you don't know you, if you're not awakened to who you be in the moment, and I don't mean awakened to everything that you know to be true for the rest of life, amen. I mean to who you be in the moment because it is going to be a constant unfolding. Then yeah, the business programs aren't going to mean shit. The business programs are going to make you more confused because you don't know you. And if you don't know you, how, do you, how are you supposed to know who you help? So the business programs although they were amazing and amazing mentors and i invested a lot on credits so i didn't have a dollar to my name i was stuck and maybe you can relate so i walked out of corporate 200 dollars left i went to walmart because i live in the middle of nowhere it was the only thing that i could get to at that time in the morning when i realized i was never going to work again and i got some little poster things for my wall one says wild and free and the other one has quotes about dreaming and love got those got some pink and black and gold flamingo decals for my wall which now has dragons it's since been switched to dragons and I started my business it was like that switch was just flipped that switch was just flipped I decided who I'd be in that moment and the switch was flipped and I just showed up so fucking powerfully and I claimed my space and at that time I was the human design queen and I still hold true that I have more human design knowledge than probably 99.9% .9 of people in the online space selling human design services and that identity served me so wholeheartedly at that time and I also dove deep into learning more because I really wanted to understand what was happening to me. So on credits, again, I had no clients. I ended up having $10,000 a month, my first full month in business, but I had no guarantee at that point in time. That first week in business, I had no clients. I had nothing. So I started studying more um, in terms of neuroscience, more in terms of quantum physics, archetypal psychology, tantra astrology I had been studying astrology my whole life but I went back into it and like I said I studied astronomy in university but I went back into it and started studying with new mentors positive psychology physiology yoga breath work I got certified in Reiki and went through different types of energy healing certifications like I started pouring before and some were free some stuff it was just like YouTube googling on quantum physics a lot of it was hiring, you know, becoming a shaman initiate, hiring shamans, hiring mentors and guides, getting my certificate in Reiki. So there was a lot of money going out with nothing to prove money was going to be coming in. But I knew in my heart and soul, I just knew, I just knew. And you know, this isn't something what I'm going to say is those that are successful think greater than their environment. Those that are successful have a hunger and a drive within them. And I have that. And it wasn't something that I had my whole life. It wasn't something I was born with. I studied risk versus resilience in university. You don't have to be born resilient to be successful. It has to be that devotion and decision. It has to be that changing of the identity, the core identity that you hold and live by and breathe by. And I just flipped that switch and I went for it. And I invested in a crazy shit <laughs> that made no sense. But I just wanted to understand what was happening to me. 
And even looking back on my journey, my logical mind can look back on my journey and look at my purchases in my business and I've invested most of the money I've made in my business back into my business and my development. So we can look at, I have a $500,000 business in under a year and a half, and we scaled past that after a year and a half. We're two years in now, just over two years in. Most of that went back into the business. There's investments as well. A chunk went into Julia and saving Julia, my little German shepherd dog's life. But most of it, the majority of it, the vast majority went into my business, went into my learning, went into my studying. So when people say, you know, in my monthly membership right now, people will say, well, what book did you get to understand rewilding? And I say, there is no book. I mean, maybe there is a book, but that goes to show that we are lacking trust in self and we're, we're not thinking bigger. We're not thinking long term. My understanding of rewilding, my understanding of the, the divine feminine, sacred masculine was now now through years and years of not just work with shamans but my own downloads my own channeling my own experiences as well as the studying of greek mythology and roman mythology and roman history in university and i really take a lot of time and effort to devote myself to different cultures and religions to understand and have representation of the beautiful goddesses and histories of multiple backgrounds and so I bring a lot of different um, goddesses archetypes from many different backgrounds into my work and it's been this deep devotion to to learning that to embodying it and to experiencing it fully before bringing it forward so this was something that again working with the shamans has been more I don't want to say hidden because I've had many rewilding programs over the years I've had the warrior goddess academy I've had the priestess path so I don't want to say hidden but it's been almost like this oh yeah and <laughs> oh yeah and I do this whereas what's been this deep unfolding recently and this deep inner chaos and what I want to bring you as well is there's always confusion before that breakthrough and there's always going to be that chaos before the breakthrough so if you're feeling like you're in the middle of the chaos that's okay the breakthroughs coming allow the chaos to be without trying to make sense of it and this is where the breakthrough has been is it's not this or that it's not one or the other it's the synthesis that i bring forward and it's the synthesis of bringing all of this energy as well as the divine feminine sacred masculine although i rarely speak about it in those terms i speak about it but not necessarily in those terms because those terms don't really resonate with me i'm really looking to bring us back to wholeness to zero point if you will but during this time of this chaos and this evolution I've really discovered the synthesis that feels really expansive, really creative, and potent for my students and clients that allows them to do this mind-body-soul work. And I don't necessarily call it mind-body-soul work because I think that's so cliche. It is definitely a holistic approach. It's an experiential approach. And it's that which you never knew you needed. I've had multiple clients when they get into quantum wealth embodiment, that was an old program, I don't run it anymore, although aspects of it are available within my monthly membership, that said, holy crap, this is the work. This is the work. That deep embodiment work that I've been missing. And that's what I bring to it. So I like to say that human design and positive psychology allows me to open the door for you. I'm able to shift the mindset with my toolkit from my background in psychology. Gene keys, rewilding, and breathwork just shatter the illusions for you. So I could have that door just slightly open and give you just a little peek with human design. I feel gene keys is a little bit more into like the shattering of the illusions because it is a lot more experiential based on contemplation rather than giving kind of like strict answers. But open, you know, I open that door a little bit with the human design and some people are happy with that. Some people just want that. 
and that's fine at this point there's going to be people that can help you with that that can give you a one-off reading and send you on your way and maybe that's what you're looking for is just that door opened a little bit to get a little bit of a taste of the fresh air to breathe a little bit deeper into your lungs and maybe that's what you're here to experience in this life and there's no guilt or shame with that not everyone's meant for a certain path. That's the, the incredible thing about human design and gene keys is it teaches us everyone has a unique path. But if that's not enough, and you know there's more, we can shift the mindset with the psychology aspects of my background and shatter the illusions, like blow the door right off the hinges with the rewilding and breath work. And it's really interesting when I see clients that have been with me for human design, for example, really struggle with gene keys because it is more of an experiential, you must contemplate, you must start to recognize where those shatter, shadow patterns are and make them conscious because I don't even care how good your coach is. If, you're if you are hiding shadow patterns from yourself and you're not being honest with yourself and you aren't asking powerful questions of yourself your coach can only do so much so i'll notice when clients start this journey with jinkies and then start the journey with rewilding where they realize everything they knew to be true about themselves about the world about everything was a lie but they've known for a long time that they were made for more and they've known for a long time that something didn't sit right with them about the mainstream pop culture way of looking at things. And maybe you can relate. You've tried different things. You've hired all the mentors, taken all the courses, but you've struggled to find lasting change, lasting connection to that life you long for, the life you know is meant for you, the life you see in your dreams and heart of hearts, the joy, the happiness, the prosperity, and the love you know that is simply a whisper away. And that's where I come in. But I'm no longer here for an approach that's strictly your human design or strictly your mind or strictly this or that because it, it is not this or that and to believe it is so is just feeding the not self mind so this journey has been wild to get here it has been wild to get here from when i was 15 and i left home putting myself through university declaring bankruptcy after university traveling to Australia I had a partner when I went to Australia I was dating someone that was going to school there and he said I'll pay your way if you want to come so I left everything behind and I went to Australia for a year to coming back to Canada to work as a counselor not being able to put gas in my car to visit my family thinking the law of attraction was a complete joke to following my heart and allowing the unfolding and allowing the trial and error and allowing life to take me to my knees to leaving my dream job to go work in corporate what I believed to be my dream job at the time to go work in corporate so I could make $600 more a month and that job for $600 more a month caused me to go into such a deep depression and have such strong anxiety I could barely get out of bed in the morning I was spending my lunches in the literally the clinic crying begging for someone to help me at insomnia clinics <laughs> with cognitive behavioral therapists trying to figure out why I wasn't sleeping I'd fall asleep for a couple minutes be up most of the night and then of course fall asleep an hour before my alarm went off to walking out of corporate after having the most incredible awakening experience now of course like i said there was that lead up to it it wasn't just one day there was that lead up of studying with other shamans and human design and self-development work that led me to that awakening experience to walking out of corporate $10,000 in my first month six figures in my first six months delivering the most incredible programs to people I love so dearly in a community that I am obsessed with 
and a life wilder than my dreams. I could have never in a million years thought up this life or put this life on a vision board. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's just to give you a little bit of a glimpse into what brought me here because I think it's really easy to look at someone or assume it's overnight success for people. And I haven't even included in here how I used to be a personal trainer and run my own personal training studio and was one of the most sought out trainers in Ontario. I was actually being sought out to like actually write the training programs for the top obstacle racing companies in Canada when I blew out my back preparing for CrossFit regionals. I was refusing to take my off week because I thought it would better serve me to keep training to prepare for competition. I blew out my back, ripped apart my rotator cuff and my labrum, my bicep tendon, and therefore had to close my business because I literally could not even put my socks on, let alone run the business that I was doing. So I didn't even include that part of the story. But it's easy to look at someone and think, well, they're an overnight success, or maybe they just read a book, or they took a course, and that's how they got where they were. Or they just hired one mentor, and that's how they got where they were. But the reality is, everyone you look at that is quote-unquote successful has been through a lot of life to get there and they've got up when life has knocked them down and they've trusted in things that they can't make logical sense of and they move when they're called to move and they constantly challenge the reality the the reality they see in front of them and they know that their personality creates their personal reality so they're willing to go in and do the deep work so their inner world can rise up and lead them And they also know it's a constant unfolding and they allow that unfolding. So you could look at my business purchases from the last year and a half and it wouldn't make any logical sense. And there's moments where my logical brain wants to go back and be like, you've worked with everyone in the last, in 2021, in last year, from multiple shamans, divine feminine mentors, You've worked with business coaches, strategy coaches, energy coaches. You've taken courses on quantum physics and neuropsychology, on positive psychology. You've taken all of this. How? Where are the dots? How does this all connect? And I am the dot. I am how it all connects. And I think so often, especially when women or men are going on this journey, whether entrepreneurship or simply self-development and awakening and, and expansion and going deeper into everything they know to be true in their heart and soul, it can be really easy to look at our our background or our experiences from the logical mind, be like success, failure, 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 success, oh, I shouldn't have bought that, I shouldn't have bought that, I shouldn't have bought that, that was a mistake. And was any of it? Because all of it led to the wisdom that you hold that you're able to impart on others. So if I had any aspect of self that was not experienced, was not dove into, was not nurtured on my journey, I wouldn't be able to bring forward the synthesis that I do. And I wouldn't be able to create the change that I am able to create for people. And yet again, the logical mind could look at my background and be like, wow, Ashley, you've been a massive failure in this life. (laughs) you know this journey really is one of deep self-trust deep surrender and I think where a lot of people get mixed up or misunderstand surrender is they're like okay I just won't do anything (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and meditate all day and I'm not going to do anything because I'm surrendering. And so a lot of people get into that and that, you know, I think that's part of our journey as well is to go through that and learn like that trial and error of what surrender actually is because you need that polarity, right? It's one thing to hear it, but you need that polarity. It's like, how do you know what hot is if you don't know what cold is? There is no hot without cold. There's no up without down. There just is. There's no right versus wrong. If there, You know, what I mean? There's, you need that polarity to experience life. You literally need that polarity to experience life. So this work requires the deep surrender. It requires a lot of humility. It requires a lot of trust in the process. 
And I will say my work is one mainly for the right brain from the heart of your intuition, which means your logic will have to catch up after the transformation has occurred. I can't tell you how many times I get messages from people and they're like, oh my God, I, it finally hit me. Or I worked with you earlier this year in a program and it finally hit me, right? And it's not that it just hit you. It's that the logical brain finally caught up because the transformation has already occurred. You're already living it. You're already breathing it. You're already experiencing it. And now the logical brain is like, ah, I get it. But you don't get things with your body. You don't get the things with your feelings or experiences. It's only the logical brain that can get things. So my work is one where the logic will have to catch up after the transformation has occurred. And that's the only true lasting transformation, in my opinion, is one where it goes deep into the body. Because it's not just about knowledge. Knowledge without wisdom, knowledge without bringing into the body isn't going to create lasting change. It's like the person that, you know, at the start of the year decides they're going to take up fitness and finally get healthy. And they change their environment. They do everything right. They buy the clothes. They get the gym membership. They hire the personal trainer. I used to be a personal trainer at big box gyms. Most people don't use all their sessions and they spend thousands and thousands of dollars on it. Why? They haven't changed their insides. They haven't changed their identity. So it's deep work here. And to enter the spiritual path is to realize that it's about becoming aligned with nature itself. Otherwise, it's simply a mental journey. And again, the mental journey will get you so far until it stops getting you so far. And this is also where a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck is they will try to do just strategy and get so far and it stops working or they try to do just energy without the strategy and it gets so far and then it stops working or they'll try to just do the divine feminine only in business and it gets so far until it stops working. So the spiritual path is to realize that it's really about becoming aligned with nature itself. And it's a powerful path, but it's not one for the mind solely. If you really desire true lasting change. And if you feel like you're going crazy, you're on the right path. <laughs> if you feel like everything you know to be true is shattering in front of you and you want to barf, you're on the right path. Because that's when real true change occurs. Because if you're always seeing things at the level of the reality that's in front of you and the level of identity you currently hold, you'll never be able to change. And it's only when you get to that place where you're like, holy shit, something needs to change. You know, Tony Robbins says we neither need inspiration or desperation. Most people change through desperation, not inspiration. They hit rock bottom. They're not sleeping anymore. They're life is falling apart in front of them and look i've worked with multiple six-figure and seven-figure earners that fit that category they're making the money and they want to burn their business down because their life in front of them is up in flames they're they have stomach ulcers they're unhealthy their hair is falling out and there's other reasons your hair can fall out <laughs> my hair was falling out from stress of having julia thankfully it stopped falling out <laughs> but their life is falling apart. They're no longer healthy. Their relationships are falling apart. They aren't doing things that bring them joy, but they're making the money. And they come to me wanting to burn it all to the ground. They're like, it's not worth it anymore. So it really is a holistic approach. It really is not chasing an end goal or not chasing what you think your mind wants. And literally opening yourself up to what the path is for you. And when you open up the path for you, it could be very different than what your mind has determined it should look like. And can you trust that? And can you surrender into that? It's not true surrender. <laughs> it's not true surrender if you only surrender if it looks like how you want, right? Like that's not surrender. It's not true trust if you only trust when things are going your way or you only trust when and then you have a reason why you trust. It's not actually following your strategy and authority if you're only following your strategy and authority when it's something that you want. But that's how so many of us operate and then we wonder why nothing's actually changing, why we're not getting the life 
that we desire, that we know is in our heart of hearts. Because I really believe the life and dream in your heart of hearts is, is going to be very different than that of the ego. I'm going to say that first. It's very fucking different. You're, I really don't believe that your spirit... I, I do believe that your spirit and your soul and your life path could be one of opulence. But your spirit isn't like, bitch, I'm coming down to earth so I can have a yacht. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really don't believe that. And if you believe that's your soul's mission, then I guess that's for you to take away. And, you know, only you know, know what's right for you. But that's the ego. That's the mind. Like this spiritual egoist, that's not true spirituality, embodied spirituality, no matter how much modern pop culture manifestation and spirituality wants to feed you that now is anything wrong with luxury no of course not but we can't muddle that up and say that our spirit came here to experience a yacht that's not really what it is i am we came here to be of service and that was one of the things that if i'm being honest led to a lot of resistance when i first met richard rudd and started on my path with gene keys and i'm certified in gene keys and constantly learning from him and that was where I had a lot of resistance was true prosperity versus pop culture ego manifestation, true embodied spirituality. Even with all my work with shamans, there was still this resistance to that, that next level of surrender, that next level where I was holding on and gripping a little bit to control. And that's why I'm saying there's no end goal it's a constant evolution and even with gene keys every time you go back to the the even life's work your first step in the process every time you go back there's going to be a different layer that you're releasing because that's what evolution is you're either constantly growing expanding or you're contracting and dying there's no in between nothing in nature is stagnant you can look at what appears to be a stagnant pond but it's actually not stagnant. The mold and mildew and shit is going to be growing and other life is being suffocated. So nothing in nature is actually stagnant. So what I'm just calling you into here is really this trust in something so much bigger than you. Because I get it. I never, I'll never forget when my sacral said yes to working with Richard Rudd and my logical mind was like, bitch, are you crazy? <laughs> no, do not. Like he's going against everything you know to be true. And that is how I knew it was really, truly a sacral yes, because it challenged everything I knew to be true. And that's what this path does. So I get it. I get what it feels like to sometimes feel like shit. I get what it feels like to, to feel like you're, everything you know to be true is being crumbling into shambles in front of your face, in front of your very eyes. And all of that is for a reason. All of that led you here. Because let me tell you, if I look back on my life, I could very easily look at, back on it and say, wow, what a fucking failure. But I choose to see it as, wow, what a fucking success. Because everything I went through, everything I experienced was part of my path. So I could be here now on this podcast telling you where it all began and how we got here. So I'm really excited to work with you if you're called in 2022 and beyond. I don't know if there's words, as Richard Rudd says, it's taking it beyond or to the edge of wordless i feel like i take us beyond the wordless with the rewilding i take you to the edge of wordless and then i kind of kick you off the edge into the void <laughs> a great introductory place for that is the monthly membership where we break down a new jinky every single month there's experiential work in there with rewilding there's human design workshops and you can get on my email list so you can see when it's released next on my website at ashleybrannateve.com. So if you just scroll down to the bottom of the main page, you can literally just put your e your information in so you get added to the email list. I don't have an opt-in right now, although we're working on one to go with everything for 2022. 
so you can just do that way just to stay up to date because the best way to I would say introduce to that journey is the membership there's going to be a lot more to come of course and I do offer limited one-on-one coaching and there is a mastermind called iconic for 2022 as well so those could be options that you're called into. I will say what what it's feeling like at this point of time, and this is being recorded in December, December 21st, 2021, is Iconic will likely be the only way to work with me on business moving forward. So I'm really being called. And again, I never hold attachment to where things are going. I never hold attachment to because as soon as you start to hold attachment to, you start trying to control. And as soon as you start trying to control, you're not receiving what's actually meant for you and the guidance that's meant for you. And actually, as a generator of sacral authority, receiving the things to respond to. But I'm feeling Iconic will likely be the only way to work with me in a business mentorship type role. I'm really being called to do more experiential programs and embodiment work, liberation work that's fusing and bringing forward my synthesis. Everything I've experienced over the last, God, I don't even know, four or five years now maybe total, just from like actual investing experience because I really do believe we bring all of our experience from past lives as well. Whew. 2022 is going to be a ride. It's going to be a ride. And where it all began with me was just a girl staring at the stars, fascinated by the mysteries of the cosmos. And where we are now is just a girl from Ontario sharing her heart and soul with the world to help other women and men create lasting change in their life and truly live, embody, and experience a deeper, truer, more potent, and powerful realm of self. So if you're called into this journey, I can't wait to work with you in 2022. It's going to be an incredible journey. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can hang out with me over on Instagram at I am Ashley Brianna Eve. If you enjoy the podcast, please share. It will likely be going through a rebrand as we move into 2022. I'm never afraid of a rebrand. I'm never afraid of, you know, it's not even a pivot. It's an expansion. That's all it is. It's not a pivot at all. It's an expansion. And I'm never afraid of that. So I welcome you on the expansion with me if you're called. And I welcome you into one of my beautiful containers if you're called into there as well. I'll put a link in the show notes and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.